Hey everybody, welcome to episode 31 of the Mendoza Line, and this episode is a very special episode. It is uh, our second annual Fantasy Draft special. So uh, joining me as always is my buddy Nick from all the way across the country. What's up? You know, the people really knocked down our doors last year to bring this episode back, so we're just going to give the people what they want and yeah, cover our Fantasy Draft, and I'm really excited. It's the best day of the year. That's uh, that's one way to look at it. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. That's what I am. You're nervous? Yeah. No need to be nervous. Well, I'm up in like two picks, so we're going to start this episode off with uh, hopefully a bang. Yeah, I'd love to hear your rationale behind your picks. Okay, it's my turn. That didn't take long. So who are you looking at here? Oh, well... Daniel Murphy is tempting based on last year's numbers, but I, it's hard for me to think that he's going to do that again. Um, Jose Abreu is tempting as well. So for those for those of you who don't know, we're in a ten team keeper league. So guys like Mike, half the league is already drafted. Yeah, Mike Trout is already gone, and so that <clears throat> we're we're not picking from everyone. Yeah, so available. I'm looking at I'm looking at Ryan Braun, Yu Darvish, Daniel Murphy, John Lester, Jose Abreu. Kyle Seeger. Uh, Kyle Seeger's tempting because I need a starting third baseman. Um, and he's not nearly as old as Adrian Beltre. You Darvish uh, could have a Cy Young year this year. Yeah, and that would really help bolster my starting pitching. And I've always tended to go with pitching in this league. Yeah, I'm going to take you Darvish. Thanks, Nick. I think because it's a weekly league, so in this league on uh, Monday, the, the roster's lock. Um, once the game starts, so you can't really change it. So that makes starting pitching even more important because you can't filter guys in. So you need aces, um, in this league especially. The aces go pretty quickly. So I think that's a really good pick for you to get him um, get him at that point and augment your pitching staff. So who are your, who are your pitchers now? Uh, Garrett Cole, you Darvish, Carlos Martinez and Julio, Julio Urias are my starters, and I've got Roberto Osuna as a reliever right now. That's a really solid staff already. Yeah, and Cole and Martinez is a 24th-round keeper. Urias is 14, and Garrett Cole is a 12th-round keeper. So there's there's value there for a long time if they pan out. At this point, the only two pitchers I have are Noah Syndergaard and Johnny Cueto. So that will be the focus of my draft is mostly pitchers. Because my offense is, I got most of my keepers are offense, so I'll need to fill in a few pieces. But <clears throat> yeah, I feel like you should let the listeners know uh, now what your offense is because it is without a doubt the most ludicrous lineup that you were able to keep. I'm it's unbelievable. <laughs> I'm to me. very yeah, very excited for my offense. So I was able to keep Gary Sanchez as my free agent pickup last year. So I got him right before he took off. So I'm really excited to have him as my keeper catcher because he's. Young and he's in the American League, so he can DH when he's not catching, uh, which is advantageous. <clears throat> and then I also have Miguel Cabrera as my first baseman. And this might actually be my last year I'm able to keep him because I have Paul Goldschmidt as well. He's my second-round keeper, so I'm going to have to choose between those two next year. And obviously Goldschmidt's a lot younger. So I've had Miggy for every year that I've been in this league, which I think is four or five years now. And then I also have... Uh, Chris Bryant, the reigning MVP at my third base. 
Trey Turner is at second base. And then my outfield right now is George Springer and Kyle Schwarber. So Schwarber is even kind of an, an insurance against Sanchez if he gets hurt. Because, yeah, I have two pretty good offensive young short or catchers, which I'm really excited about. And then I have Goldschmidt, like I said, and also, also Anthony Rizzo. So Rizzo, he was a guy that I was able to pick when he was a prospect really late in the draft. So he's still only costing me a 19th round pick. So I'll be able to have him for most of his career, which is exciting. But yeah, I've got got a really good offense. I'm excited about it. They're all pretty young, except for Cabrera. So I, I need, I'm going to need to pick up a shortstop and an outfielder along the lines. But yeah, basically I'm starting, I need, I need pitching. But if there's a good hitter there, I might have to think about taking that too. So we're, we're moving through in the second round here. Nothing too surprising. A lot of the good guys that were not kept last year are getting swept up pretty quickly here. Um, the reigning champion just took Jonathan Lucroy that finished out the first round. So we're heading into the second here, which you have a keeper, right? So you won't draft. Yeah, I just actually skipped you. So Yeah, my uh, my second round keeper is Mookie Betts. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, so the good news is for me is I don't have another keeper until round ten. So the next the next uh what, eight rounds or seven rounds, I will be actively picking and trying to not screw up. So I have my first and second round were keepers, so once we get to the third, I'll have rounds three through eight I will be able to pick. So that'll be good. And then basically from rounds nine until fifteen I have keepers in every round but two, which I think a lot of other people are like that too. So those middle rounds go pretty quickly. <clears throat> so I think, and then we get down to the nitty gritty at the end where prospects become the nitty gritty. Yeah, prospects will become much more important at the end. But uh, I think the draft was around two, two and a half hours last year, because I remember you thinking it was going to go like four. Well. It's a 10-team league, but there's, what, 25 roster spots per team? Uh, Something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. And there's also a lot of Tigers fans in this league, which is frustrating for me. But it also, I think, protects me from making stupid decisions because they all make them for me. Speaking of which, Justin Upton and Ian Kinsler just went back-to-back. Yeah, that's why I brought it up. <laughs> <clears throat> Man, we're moving through here. Into the second round. Matt Kemp is still available. <laughs> he had a pretty good year last year, though. He did, actually. He hit 35 home runs and 108 RBIs. Hit 270. It's kind of surprising. Yeah, they're going to... Basically, the Braves are going to field a very old team this year to be as competitive as possible while their very young guys come up. It'll be a very interesting dynamic. Well, I'm up in seven picks, and I have my eye on one of the enemies, Nick. He plays for that team down in the armpit of America. 
I'm trying to think who you're talking about here. The armpit of America. Yeah. St. Louis? (laughs) Cleveland. Cleveland. Come on. Also St. Louis. Well, that's more like the belly button of America. Carlos Santana, huh? Mm, I'm thinking about it. I appreciated the drop in our last episode. Yeah, did you like that? (laughs) I did. I thought it was pretty clever. And if you don't know what Nick is talking about, you should go listen to episode 30 of this very podcast and find out what little uh, jewel I dropped in. It was very well done. So what should uh, listeners know about you mentioned uh, that this league is weekly. How does that really affect drafting, but also lineup setting? Well, a lot of strategies in daily games are to bulk up on offense through the draft and then more stream starting pitchers because you can be able to pick and choose a little easier depending on matchups. Whereas in weekly leagues, you can't really do that because once this the week is set it's set so you a lot of times you can strategize and get pitchers that throw have thrown that throw two times a week because they're you know they have four days rest in between starts but it makes it more important because you can't stream like you can in daily leagues to make sure you have good pitchers that you can just throw in there every week because you don't have the flexibility that you have in the daily leagues so <clears throat> it definitely changes strategy because um, in head-to-head daily leagues, a lot of times there's not inning limits. So you can just throw, you can just pick up starting pitchers every single day and just try to win the wins, strikeouts, and um, saves categories and um, pair that with a good offense. You kind of play the odds that you're going to win more categories than you lose. But you can't do that in weekly leagues, which I think is good. I think if you're doing head-to-head, it makes it tougher when it's daily because there's not innings limits like there are um, in roto rotisserie leagues where you know you're, you're accumulating stats over the year. So does that make sense? Did I communicate that yeah, well? Absolutely. So yeah, you can't throw a team full of average starters out there because a lot of times um, odds are they're not going to accumulate the best stats over the period of time and. Other teams are going to have, like in this league, aces are a premium. So if you don't have an ace um, or yeah. good pitchers, you're, you're going to have a tough time winning any pitching categories. All right. Well, it is now my turn yet again. He is. And your man is still Carlos, there. Carlos is still available. It's very tempting, although his, his average is not great, hmm. which is is frustrating but his OPS is pretty good um, I'm just trying to look and see what other options I have uh, Aroldis Chapman is available Justin Turner from the Dodgers is available and I do need a third baseman Kenta Maeda as well but I think I'm good on starting pitching for now see Chapman's an interesting one because his stats are so more and more much more valuable in a rotisserie league because those stats accumulate over time you're going to get all those strikeouts to where in a a weekly league if he doesn't pitch much 
I mean, he's still valuable, but he's it's tough to take him super high as opposed to a starting pitcher or offensive All guy. All right. I got 13 seconds left. I think I'm just going to take Carlos. There you go. Oh, boy. All right. I don't know how I feel about that. Well, with your drop that you made, I think it was destiny. With my drop? What In the last episode. Oh, yeah. Well, and that also lets me move Freddie Freeman to a utility spot, which I think is a pretty decent um, spot for him, considering that I got to keep him in the 10th round. So So my pick's coming up here, and David Price is sitting there, which is, I feel like, the ultimate risk-reward pick at this moment because it's a head-to-head league. If I could stay afloat for the first month or two, and he comes back healthy, that's a potential ace on my staff for later in the year and then the playoffs. But he also has an elbow injury, which could be a, a pretty big no issue. He's also no good in the playoffs. so Right, but it's it's still the regular season for us. That's that's fair point. Hypothetically, it's his playoff. But I won't tell him that, I guess. <laughs> I am looking at... Jose Quintana here if he still makes it to me um he's a white sock for now but I I think he could get traded he's a prime well he just got drafted so never mind (laughs) so I'm gonna look at a few other pitchers here Quinta Maeda just got drafted he was another guy that I was looking at so you can as you can see starters are definitely a premium so Zach Grinky, that this is a guy I just drafted him in another league that I had too. Oh, he just got drafted. I, I need to learn my lesson with with talking before. <laughs> As like they're they're all they're all listening. They're pretty much all listening, I guess. So actually, I don't know if any of them know we even have this podcast. <laughs> probably not. So starting pitchers, I'm looking at Rich Hill, Danny Salazar, and Felix Hernandez. Um. Justin Turner is there. Wade Davis, he's a pretty big injury risk. You know, I would draft Rich Hill in a heartbeat here, but I am just so concerned about his injuries. You know, what I want to do, and I don't know if this is the smartest, is to take Felix just because of his name. He's He's been an ace for so long, but his stats are trending downwards so i don't know if that's the wisest pick um so i'm i'm thinking about taking the risk with david price i think it might be crazy but well what's riskier him or rich hill the opportunity cost here i much rather have a, a david price at the end of the year Oh, I'm going to do it. I took David Price. Can I give you uh, <clears throat> kudos for using the phrase opportunity cost? I'm very proud of you. I'm just going to hope. I'm just going to hope that I can, yeah, manage for the first month or so until he gets healthy and then just pray that he is healthy or else I could be setting myself back a little bit here. But I didn't love the the other options, to be honest. 
And I think I could maybe even get Felix in the next round. I think you're going to be just fine. That's what I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, my whole philosophy with this draft is draft as many pitchers as I can and hope some of them stick and have good years because my offense should be able to to do well because I don't really need to add much to it. So, okay, I'm feeling a little bit better because I'm not going to get a quality of pitcher of David Price anywhere else. So I just got to take the risk that he comes back healthy. I don't know. We got Jeff Samarja still available. Yeah, see, I'm not not super interested <laughs> in him. So yeah, I'm gonna look <clears throat> look at pitching again next round, most likely. Well, who's uh, who looks to be available around your next pick, roughly? I think um, Rich Hill, Felix Hernandez again. Oh, if they're still there. If they're still there. Um, and if they're not, it's there's a pretty big gap here in starting pitching, so I might have to look at offense or closer and hope that other people start picking more offense. Yeah. To catch up. But that's Well, I'm up in a few picks. Sorry to cut you off there, buddy. No problem. And... I still need a catcher, a second baseman, and a third baseman. So, I feel like my catcher is just going to be... Well, Evan Gaddis is available, but I feel like I can wait on him. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no reason to reach for him quite yet, because Salvador Perez and Brian McCann, there's still a few other above average... Mm -hmm. Like, if I don't get Gaddis and I wind up with one of the other two, I'm not going to be heartbroken, you know. So I can wait on catcher. Uh, I feel like at this point, second base is already flown. Like, I'm just going to get stuck with... Well, I guess Zobrist and Javi Baez are still available. But again, they're not necessarily offensive juggernauts, and Zobrist is currently dealing with some injury issues. So He's a, f- um, he's a favorite of this podcast. Yeah, no, we do. I've met him in real life. He's a really nice guy. He signed. He signed my Montgomery biscuits at. It's a great story, and he was he was a really good part of my team last year, and he's obviously a two time defending World Series champion too. Yeah, so he's got that going for him. Uh, so I'm up now, and Justin Turner is still available. He was the top of the list, my last pick, and I'm trying to figure out why everyone's afraid of him. I'm not sure. That's a pretty solid pick at this at this point in the draft. Yeah, because, I mean, I'm looking at the other positions I need. I mean, Wade Davis would be nice, but I'm sure I can get a more um, – I can get a better value for someone who's not coming off an injury later on in the draft. Uh, Odubel um, Herrera, sorry, not Cabrera. I like him. You know, stolen bases, pretty decent average. Still gets RBIs and home runs, but he's on a terrible team. So, yeah, you know, I think I'm just going to take Justin Turner, fill in my third base gap with what I think is a pretty 
Uh, overall, good pick. I mean, last year's numbers, 153 hits, 79 runs, 27 home runs, 90 RBIs, 40 stolen base, or sorry, four stolen bases, and a 275 average and an 832 OPS. Like, that's pretty, like, across the board. That's a really well-rounded offensive uh, player. So I'm going to take Mr. Justin Turner of the Los Angeles Baseball Dodgers. So what is your what does your offense look like now? Uh, I've got Santana at first, Dansby Swanson at short, Turner at third, Mookie Betts, Charlie Blackman, and Andrew Benintendi in the outfield, and then Freeman as a utility player. That's really solid. <clears throat> yeah, I feel pretty good about it. Now, there's, I mean, there's young guys, obviously, uh, Benintendi and Swanson, and even Betts. Um, and then, or obviously, I'm hoping that Blackman's going to continue to do what he did last year. Um, but based on where my team has come from, you know, from a few years ago up until now, I feel a whole lot better about it, especially considering I have some pretty decent pitching to balance that out as well. I also have Raphael Devers uh, on my bench, but he's probably not going to be up in the league for a while. But, you know, prospects. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Rich Hill just got taken. So starting pitch. You're, uh, you're having a rough go of it here. Yeah, I mean, that's just how this league is. But, I mean, pitching, you can always find it. You just have to you just have to be looking. You have to pay attention. And, obviously, hope for the best. But, yeah, it's – we're starting to get – I mean, there's some good pitchers left. But there's a lot of unprovenness. Some of the more known quantities are definitely gone now. So I'm I'm not sure that I'm going to reach for a pitcher this round quite yet. Um, I can fill out my offense a little bit more here. You know, I'm looking at Addison Russell to fill my shortstop, which would be kind of nice. But there's also some options later on, too. So I feel like I just need to be patient. The one bad thing about keeping mostly offense is it, it makes me a little inflexible with how I build my team because of being so top heavy so alright so I'll probably go offense here David Dahl is a guy that I almost kept but he's still there he's an outfielder for the Rockies but he's been hurt a lot of the spring so he would be a little bit of an injury risk as well but he could potentially really solidify my offense. Hmm. I could also go closer. Calvin Herrera would be an option. But I, Ken Giles, could, I could also take him later. You know, I think I'm going to take... David Dahl here and hope for some Rocky Mountain magic. <laughs> so now, Rocky Mountain magic. Now I basically just need a shortstop for my starting offense. Must be nice. And a whole lot of pitchers. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like the rest of this draft, as you said, for you is going to be just pitcher, 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 pitcher. But I, 
I've got three pitching spots and three offensive spots left and then seven bench spots. So I feel like my draft is going to be trying to <clears throat> capitalize on value as opposed to necessarily focusing on certain positions. So we shall see. Hey, by the way, how about the uh, the USA winning the World Baseball Classic? I know, right? You you have little faith, Nick. I know. I know. Greatest Cinderella story ever, right? I th- I think it would have been better if you know a better Cinderella story if Holland or the Kingdom of the Netherlands rather had won. Because who would have saw that coming? Well, it's kind of funny when you think about it. Puerto Rico is technically part of the United States. <laughs> So this we were, is true. We were playing, they are not a sovereign country. We were playing each other in the finals. Yes, yes, a a all American World Baseball Classic final, just the way Major League Baseball dreamed it up. An eight zero thrashing as well. Well, you know, there's that. There's a reason why baseball playoffs are best of seven, <laughs> because <laughs> a one game playoff is a terrible way to determine a true champion. I guess the wild card, it's fine, but if the playoffs were, See, you would not get that. But I don't know if I agree with that, Nick. You can feel free to, but I'm, I feel pretty steadfast in that opinion. See, that, but like, I wouldn't argue that for any other sport. And like, I realize that it's different because pitchers are on rotations, you know, as far as like when they're on or when they're off, but mm-hmm. that's just a. Um, mechanism of the game and if you go into a tournament knowing the exact dates the games are going to be you should be able to set your rotation so that if you make the final your best guy's ready to go I guess I like the longevity of a series and that you you have to build a team beyond just like a one ace starting pitcher and I, I appreciate that as well but tournament baseball just like tournament anything is different than regular season. You know, like the NCAA tournament is going on right now, and that is different than a regular season conference game where you might go eight or nine guys deep in the regular season game. In a tournament game, you might go six or seven deep. Like it just changes fundamentally, you know, from what has become known as regular season be it basketball or hockey or, or baseball or, or whatnot. Um, and I'm okay with that because it's, it's different. Tournament sports are different, and I'm okay with that. And I think the whole, you know, one game, your best versus my best, there's a certain amount of adrenaline that goes with that and excitement. And the best team doesn't always win, but that's, you know, why Xavier made the uh, Elite Eight and South Carolina made the Final Four. Like, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, which off topic a little bit, but my my bracket is completely destroyed at this point. <laughs> yeah, Villanova screwed me over big time. Oh, Villanova, Kansas, Duke, like, which is awesome. It's fine. Like the very like the variety of it is what makes it great. But oh my gosh, I normally do okay in those, but yeah, I did terrible this year. Well, oh Andrew Miller, that's tempting just because the name but I don't know I got 40 seconds left and Gaddis and Addison Russell both got drafted so I'm looking at Kelvin Herrera to fill a relieving spot 
Um, other than that, I'm not really thrilled with my other options at this point. Um, at least you know he'll be the closer. Miller's not, yeah. Miller's not even going to get all the saves. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Kelvin Herrera it is. I think I'm looking at Ken Giles for my next pick. <clears throat> if he doesn't get taken, which is definitely possible. If Andrew Miller was the closer, he would be oh, much higher. Probably yeah, a top two closer. I think it's weird that he's not, but whatever. Well, they Terry Francona knows more than I do. They are taking our advice and they're pitching him where they need him instead of in the ninth inning every time. Yeah, that's true. But for fantasy baseball, yes, it's kind of <laughs> kind of annoying. Yeah, I wish holds was a um, category. It would make middle relievers far more valuable. Because oftentimes those guys will have low ERAs and low whips and high K to walk ratios, but they get no wins and no saves. And so they're less valuable, which I just think is silly because they're the ones that get you to the ninth inning, you know? Mm-hmm. And they're just not they're not valued in fantasy baseball, which is a shame. It is. I think my- eventually... I don't know if this will ever happen, but the save and the win may become irrelevant statistics. I'd be okay with that. It just depends on how quickly the sabermetric philosophy overtakes the old school mentality. Because the the win is just completely pointless for the most part. And there goes Ken Giles. Gotta be, gotta be flexible. So I guess what I'm learning here. Man, I would love to just take Andrew Miller and and hope and pray that he gets saves. I just well, my my early. Uh... My early strategy from many years ago was to load up on middle middle relievers, hoping that I would win ERA, whip, and K to uh, walk and strikeouts and then just kind of sacrifice wins and saves. Mm-hmm. Never really worked out as well as I hoped it would. I mean, like, there was sometimes it worked out well, but, you know, you got to have a really good offense to balance that trick out. And I didn't always have that. All right, so it's my turn now. So Cody Allen just got taken. So closers are going fast. So I'm looking at Lance McCullers here, Andrew Miller potentially, Vince Velasquez, who I had last year. But I am – he is injury-prone for sure. So Lance McCullers is a stud. He's just a little erratic. Not fully sure if he's going to put it all together or not, but he could be a good like high-risk, high-reward pick here. I 
you uh you, you you tend towards those high risk high rewards so far with David Price and uh you thought thinking about Andrew Miller as well. Yeah, I'm not really sure how wise that is. <laughs> but oh, I just all the pitchers just feel like they're the same. You know, I'm gonna take Andrew Miller for his rate stats and Yeah, we'll see what happens. All right, now you gotta make me take pitchers, like starting pitchers from here on out. Yes, I will be your uh, <laughs> your pitching advocate. They just—they're all the same, and I just like can't pick one. Well, if they're all the same, just you know, throw some spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. One of the comments in uh, the draft was, "Wow, two Cleveland relievers taken back to back." Well. Cody Allen and Andrew Miller happen to be really good. <laughs> yeah, there, there's not top of the line or levers left. So you gotta, you gotta get the good ones now. Ooh, okay. So uh, real quick, tell me about this Adam Duvall character because uh, he had minus his average a really good stat line from last year. He got off to an amazing first half, hit a lot of home runs, but then kind of tailed off toward the end, which you look at his overall body of work, it looks really good. But he's not a guy that's, he's an older, he was an older rookie last year. So he will, he'll be a good home run RBI guy, but he's not a very high average person. He doesn't get on base a ton. So he's, I mean, he's a solid player for the Reds now, but he's not our, he's not the future by any means. Yeah, I like his stat line up until the average. Yeah, the average is pretty rough. Tanner Roark, WBC Hero. Him and Marcus Stroman. So I'm up in about two picks, and I don't quite know what I'm going to do. Jake Lamb looks uh, somewhat promising. Um, You're up. I could take Zobrist, who is day-to-day, as my second baseman. Um, or I could take Javi Baez who actually has the question with him is is he going to play every day there, yeah, if there's an injury yeah. he could but I don't know I could take Salvador Perez to get my catcher which I do need and Gaddis is already drafted, and the next time I come around, him and McCann could both be gone, and then I'm looking at somebody like Wellington Castillo in Baltimore. Um, Which is rough. So, yeah, so I feel like I need a second baseman, and I need a catcher. <sighs> Boy. And I just don't know. I feel like Perez is the 
Prez is an everyday guy, and so is Zobris, but it's harder to find an everyday guy at catcher at this point. So I'm going to take Salvador Perez. That's what I think I'm going to do. Yeah, if you have a bad a bad catcher, he can just kill all your other stats. All right. And Jock Peterson stays glued to the top of the list. No one wants to draft him. <laughs> He is, he's got talent, but he swings and misses a ton, which is a problem. All right, you're up next, it looks like. What are you thinking? <clears throat> Starting pitcher. Yes, good choice. I was going to so, let you say it before I corrected you. Again, there's just a collection of people here. Jacob Rizzi. Just don't like him. He pitches against the American League East. A lot of good offenses there. Garrett Richards is a guy that was an he's been an ace in the past coming off an injury. So I feel like I mean a strategy I'm beginning to see of myself this year is just picking high risk, high reward guys. <clears throat> and if they if they tank, then I'll cut bait and try to get a better one. But Richards, Richards may be my guy here. What about Jared Eikhoff? Yeah, he's another guy. Um, plays for the Phillies. I just feel like Richards offers a little bit higher ceiling. Um. I like Taiwan Walker too, but I just don't like the team that he pitches for, the Diamondbacks <laughs> at all. It's kind of scary. I, I just like how he spells his name. Not like the country. Ta- oh, Taiwan? Ta- yeah. Hmm. I'm going to go Garrett Richards. All right. There's a team in our league called the Rescue Rangers, and I don't know why. <laughs> well, there goes. I think they just took Jock Peterson, didn't they? Yep, sure did. All right. So, how many open starting spots do you have left? Shortstop, relief pitcher, and then two pitching slots. <clears throat> okay. I be- I've had my. I- um, list filtered for pitchers this whole time, so I'm going back and actually looking at who the hitters available still are. There's quite a few. There's quite a few. I've got second utility and then two start or two pitching slots before I get into my bench. Byron Buxton just got drafted. I was kind of surprised. He uh he was a hot prospect for a while. He then... was. I was a guy that had him for a little bit, but he's just he had a brutal year last year. Well, I'm up in three picks, and at the uh, chance of jinxing it like you have by saying your desires out loud, Zobris is still available. Mm-hmm. Um. But I've also got uh, Kendrys Morales available, who is 
replacing Edwin Encarnacion for all intents and purposes in the uh, Blue Jays lineup. Oh, Peraza just got drafted. Dang it. I was going to take him. That's okay. Um, it's okay. Yeah, you need you need pitchers, Nick. You need pitchers. I know. I know. Maybe that's good. More importantly, Matt Holiday is still available. That was as heavy a, sarcasm. As a Reds fan, I'm very excited for Peraza this year. <clears throat> Well, yeah, I mean, Zobrist is the uh, the better of the two options for second base. Logan Forsyth is available as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but Zobrist just has overall better numbers, and I, I trust him more, simply because I don't know who uh, Logan Forsyth is. So there you have it. Yeah, it's always fun to have players that you like and want to follow. Yeah. So, uh, lo and behold, Zobris did not get taken. I have not jinxed myself. Um, and at this point, I'm valuing position over potential output because I feel like uh, if I was worried about that, then I would take Morales uh, for my utility slot. Um, but I do need a second baseman, and I feel like Zobris is my last chance to get... Um, a fairly decent one, even if he is battling a stiff neck, as the reports say. So I'm going to go ahead and take Zobrist and pray that that neck is, uh, they're just taking precaution. I think that's, yeah, a guy like Zobrist, he's, <clears throat> he doesn't have a ton to prove in spring training. So it might not be the worst idea to have him sit a little bit. All right, so we're we're quickly approaching the point in the draft where yeah, the rounds a lot of, a lot of people are going to have a lot of keepers. Yeah, the rounds will go quicker. All right, so I'm trying to take a peek further down the list to guys that probably will get picked like guys like Matt Moore uh that are they're on my screen, but they probably won't get picked until like the fifteenth or sixteenth round, just because of how many people have keepers. So I feel like that's also why we're feeling like the quality drops off drastically after the first few guys. Is that a lot of these guys are still going to be available in like six or seven rounds because everyone has keepers here. Mm-hmm. So I think that should make you feel a little bit better about your options, is knowing you're not going to be taking a guy like Carlos Rodon in you know round seven. You can wait till like round sixteen, and he'll probably still be there. Or Marco Estrada. All right, so I'm back and looking at pitchers again. But I also am intrigued by Tim Anderson. He's like the last decent shortstop, young shortstop available. Oh, Cam, do I do it? No, wait, he's not going to get drafted. And if he does, then, you know, we'll You're do some right. sort of <clears throat> public public humiliation on my part. There'll, but. there'll be someone else there. I really like I'm – I think I want to take Tywin Walker. I, I liked him as a prospect. You know, he's he's got a lot to prove on this new team. 
I think the Diamondbacks are, they got rid of their terrible president and GM. So I think they're going to turn it around a little bit. So I'm going to go Tywin Walker. All right. Man, my pitching staff is either going to be good <laughs> or just terrible. Might have to spend the whole year patching it together. <clears throat> Well, we got a little pause here before either of us pick again. But I'm at the point now where I have one utility slot and then two pitching slots before we start getting to the bench. So I feel like at this point in my draft now, now it's just about value and necessarily, uh, or, and not necessarily position. So... We'll see who's uh, still around. Mike Napoli at first base in Texas is appealing. Um, he's uh, He had a fairly good year last year, out, again, outside of his average. 34 home runs, 101 RBIs, five stolen bases, 133 hits, 800 OPS. Um, and he had a few good years down in Texas previously. So That was where he came he might... up, mm-hmm. where he cut his teeth sort of speak. Also, Beltran is available still, even though he's like 90. The ageless one, yeah. Yeah, he's he's had himself one heck of a career. He had a great year last year. 163 hits, 73 runs, 29 home runs, 93 RBIs, stolen base, 295 average, and an 850 OPS. Mm-hmm. On, a, on a team that didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, he's just... A good hitter. Very, very good hitter. So I am tempted to take him. Um, Odorizzi is still available as a starting pitcher. Uh, but as you said earlier, he's going to go up against the Red Sox and the Yankees and the Blue Jays and the Orioles all season long. So that's not, you know, terribly comforting. No, it's it's scary. I'm not gonna lie. Also, Jared Eikhoff is still available. And then Alex Colomay from the Rays is available as well. And he is a guy I know little to nothing about. Oh, never mind, he just got drafted, so I don't have to worry about it. So did Odorizzi. Alright, so it's my turn. So I think I'm going to take Beltran. I really do. There aren't any pitchers that are wowing me with their numbers at this point. You should take your time so I can do a little research here. Oh, okay, yes, I'll stall. <laughs> that's not stalling music. That's circus music. I'm sorry. Are you going to take Eric Thames, the uh, the Asian wonder? <laughs> I don't think so, no. <clears throat> but he, it'll be interesting to see what he does coming over, you know, from overseas yeah. dominating the, was it, oh, the Japanese league, right? Yeah, I wanted to say that, but I thought it was Korea, but I didn't really, I don't know if Korea has a professional league or not. You know who I'm not going to draft, though, is Francisco Rodriguez. Good. I can't believe he's the Tigers' closer. 
Hopefully yeah, he Bruce Rund- he Hopefully Bruce Rundon just takes over. He is also pretty old. All right, you can make your pick whenever you're ready. Oh, you think you're in charge of me? Is that what you think? <laughs> I just didn't want you to run out of time. All right, I'm gonna. I just took Carlos Beltran. I have two Carloses on my team. It's never a bad thing. No, I think that's my only repeat first name, though. I have three Carloses: Carlos Santana, Carlos Beltran, and Carlos Martinez. I forgot about Mr. Martinez. All right, so this is my last pick here for <clears throat> a little while. So I gotta make sure I make it count. <clears throat> hmm. Should take Roger Clemens. Man, Roger Clemens. Heard he's making a comeback. Back in the day. That would be when he was all roided up, man. He was unstoppable. <laughs> There goes Eikhoff. What did I tell you? There's Tigers fans. Francisco Rodriguez just got drafted. There's always someone willing to. Mm-hmm. So what are you thinking, Nick? Jay Bruce is on the board. Poor Jay Bruce. <laughs> I think his <laughs> career is winding down. He's just just doesn't really have it anymore. It's it's sad. It's unfortunate. All right, what am I gonna do here? All right, pitchers. I need to look here at the top. Estrada is interesting. He he might not be a bad pick for me here. He's a little bit safer. He's been surprisingly good the last few years. I need I need a little bit of I'm gonna take Marco Estrada. I've I've taken so many risks, I need to make sure I have some guys that can actually perform, you know. Smart, smart choice. And one thing I got to remember too with shortstop is Trey Turner will get that eligibility soon, so I can be a little bit more flexible and just get a stopgap and maybe get a backup second baseman for the time being. So we're getting ready to start round nine here. Moving right on through, I've got. Trey Turner is a round nine keeper. Pretty excited about that. That is pretty nice. He definitely would have gone much higher than that. I remember this time last year really sweating because I knew I wanted to take him in the 10th. But I was like, please no one take him because he was not even going to be up at the beginning of the year. But he, he didn't even come up until much later than the year that I thought. But once he did... And Dusty actually played him. That's when he really took off. Well, I have. Surprised, I have my surprise. S- Dusty played him. I know. Me too. I have my starting pitchers. 
filled up now. So I just need to build some depth there just in case. Well, I mean, I have a few that aren't going to be starting off the year healthy, so. But I, I'm talking myself into to liking what I've done so far, even if it is a little risky. <laughs> All right, well, it is my turn. And... What are you thinking here? Um... Mike Napoli uh, is still available, which at this point he'd be on my bench, so I wouldn't, you know, he could be there in case uh, somebody else gets injured Mm -hmm. um, or goes a-slumping, as no one says, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. Goes a-slumping? Yes, goes a-slumping. A.J. Ramos is available of the... Miami Marlins as a relief pitcher. Oh, and don't do that. You don't like him? Marlins are not going to be good. No, they were terrible. No, they almost made the playoffs last year. Never mind. Oh, boy. I'm um, running out of time here. Um, I'm probably just going to take Mike Napoli. I feel like that's a pretty safe bet at this point, that he's going to at least be fairly consistent. So he goes on my bench. Just skipped ahead about half a round there. Yeah, I feel a lot better about my team this year than I did last year. And last year my goal was just to make make it like middle of the table, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and we've been lying. This isn't a this isn't a ten team league. This is a f- 14-team league? Sorry, yeah, 14-team league with 10 player keepers. That's probably what I meant to say. Well, you can only keep 10 players? Yes. Oh, I didn't realize there was a limit. But, yeah, there's 14 teams and there's 25 roster spots. So that's, what, 300 players? Um, I think you're right. So 140 are kept. No, wait. Yeah, 140 are kept right off the bat. Well, if you use all 10 of your keepers, but yeah. Not everyone does. You should. I mean, if, I feel like you're not doing a good job if you don't have 10 good guys to keep. I think it's a big disadvantage to not keep 10. But I haven't really looked at every single person's team, I guess. Yeah, and the the uh, the downside of not the downside, um, if you mess up in a draft, you can feel the effects for years to come. Yeah, it's, I think it's the most important thing is planning towards the end to make sure you get prospects that are actually good, and because if you get good ones, then you can use them as trade bait. If you want to go for it that year or obviously to be able to keep them to have a good team for the future yeah so i finished middle of the table last year and so my goal is to um push the top five this year and i feel like if my guys um perform adequately that should be a reasonable expectation
we are in round 10. Kept Johnny Cueto this round. Yeah, this is my Freddie Freeman pick. So then I have I have a pick in round 11. And then I have keepers in 12 and 13. And then 14. So I go a few rounds here with... And I kept Gary Sanchez in the fifteenth. They're all I'm very I like those keepers a lot. Just makes this draft a little barren being able to make picks. Yeah, but it means that you did your job in previous years. So you can, you know, thank thank uh historic Nick for presenting <laughs> present Nick with good decisions. Yes, that is true. All right, yeah, so we've got these guys on. Are the grayed-out guys on auto-pick? I believe so. Oh, that's that stinks. Bush League. Yeah. There's four dudes on auto-draft. But that, one of them's going to get Matt Holiday, so they win. That will not be good for their future because the, uh, they're not going to outdraft them. <clears throat> Good prospects. Yes, yeah, speaking of prospects, should probably look a few of those up. I know you have them all memorized, so. I have a few written down I would like, but I'm going to stay disciplined and not look at that until after these next few rounds, because there's still some good players that are actually going to be playing right off the bat available that I want. But if it goes like it has this draft so far, they will be gone by the time I'm able to draft. There goes Blake Snow. He was... I remember picking him last year and everyone kind of went crazy. <laughs> but then he had a rough year, and then I guess the guy I traded him to didn't keep him. Which I guess was a good trade for me. Do they not put the, uh, yeah, they don't put the keepers in the, the draft thing over there. I knew, I knew Craig was going to take Nova because he has relief pitcher eligibility. And there he went. It's amazing how you can pick up on guys' tendencies playing with them for a few years. But I really kind of wanted him. Sorry. It's all good. It's all good. Just got to adjust. So I'm looking at these top prospects in baseball, and there's a lot of shortstops. Like we're having a resurgence. You know. Yeah, I. I like like back in the day when everyone had a killer shortstop. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Jeter, Nomar, Garcia, Parra, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. A Rod. To, yeah, gosh, I forgot he was a shortstop. 
And then there was kind of like a lull in the shortstop being the, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The stud of the team. And now it's like there's, what, of the top six prospects, one, two, three, four of them are shortstops. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. It is, and there's some more. There's some more coming up too. So it's an exciting time for <clears throat> young, good, athletic middle infielders, and specifically shortstops. Finally, have a pick coming up here in this round. Yay! <clears throat> so probably we'll go. Well, I don't have to go pitcher, but I would like to. Yeah, you made. You told me to make you. There's a couple guys I'm looking at. I'm not going to name them out of fear. <laughs> well, in that case, I'll just say uh, John Rocker. Oh, I wish. John Rocker making a multi-episode appearance on the Mendoza Line podcast. Yeah, I apologize for that. you're next right oh yeah thank you I wasn't even paying attention I was looking at prospects and it is round 11 so yes I do actually have a pick here anyone stick out to you at this point um and Jacoby Ellsbury is still there how how he has fallen from grace yeah, his numbers just aren't terribly compelling. They are not. I'm really tempted to take Eric Thames just in case he turns into an absolute monster. Um, but I feel like I should go pitcher here just because I haven't done that in a while and I don't want to necessarily... I still have two starting or two pitching slots available. Hisashi Iwakuma. I'm looking at him. Totally forgot that Greg Holland plays for the Rockies now. Oh boy. Oh, Di Sclafani. There you go, Nick. He's going to miss a big chunk of the year, unfortunately. It's too soon to talk about that. Too soon? Too soon. Um, Yeah. Iwakumi, why not? I thought about Gio Gonzalez, but I figured 
you might be taking him. So I'm not a big Gio Gonzalez guy. I mean, if he's there in a few rounds, I guess, maybe. Four picks until my turn. Someone did just take De Sclafani. I'm going to take Jeremy Hellickson. Really? Hoping that he repeats his year that he had last year, which was decent. I remember when he was a a young guy and was just all the you know the new hotness. Yeah, he's still he he's playing on the quality off or the um, the offer sheet. So he's still on a one year deal, kind of. So he's pitching for a contract. So hopefully that gives them the incentive he needs to do well. But he's also I think just a depth guy. I like taking, I think the National League East has just got all those big ballparks and bad lineups. Makes me feel better about starting a guy like that. But pretty much just built, like, my picks now, like you said, are for value and depth. I, I, I need a shortstop still and a relief relief pitcher, which I'm not too worried about. So just got to find the gems out there. Yeah. We're in uh, round 12, and my keeper in round 12 uh, was Garrett Cole, starting pitcher. So I'm pretty happy about that based on, you know, what I could be picking from. Very nice. So how early is too early to start looking at prospects, in your opinion, Nick? I mean, at this point, I don't... I think it's worth a gamble. It just depends on... You know, you can't... You don't want to take a guy that's not coming up until next year because these are still valuable spots, you know, that you don't want to be wasting on a guy but if you know that he probably is coming up this year it could be worth it got my eyes on on a few um did you know that vladimir guerrero jr is a top prospect yes he is he um he's very very young like he's a guy that will probably not be in the majors for at least two to three years. Well, he's only 18. But he could be a top prospect in like two years. So he's not a guy that I'm I'm looking at at all right now, but he's a guy to keep on your radar for sure. I just can't believe that Vladimir Guerrero's kid is already 
in the you know major know. league. Uh, That's crazy. We are old. Well, my kid's not eighteen, so I'm not that old. She's only four months. Four months going on. Thirteen. Yeah, we're gonna slow that down. All right. Well, round thirteen went by very quickly. I think everyone had to keep her there. Yeah, that was my Chris Bryant round. Oh gosh, are you kidding me? Yeah. And here I thought I had a good keeper in round thirteen, Charlie Blackman. But you know, I drafted that's him fine. in the fifteenth round two years ago. I was sweating bullets. I remember I was like, "Please drop," and thankfully he did. Michael Waka. Waka Waka Waka. <laughs> waka Waka Waka. That was that was bad. I'm sorry. All right, we're in the 14th. I do have a pick this round. I do not. This is my Julio Urias pick. I am very interested to see how he does this year. Oh, wow. It's my turn. That was a. Oh, someone took Eric Thames. I was going to take him just because he's been sitting there and I felt bad for him. That was a big jump. I'm not super ready. Yeah, it would be a lot more helpful if there was like a little asterisk or something next to keeper picks so you knew that you were really up next and not in seven picks. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. So I'm looking at pitcher. And there's this guy. Hmm. Who are you looking at? I don't even know. You don't. You don't even know. I don't even. You got ten seconds, man. Well, I'm going to take a prospect. <gasps> you turd. Mr. Don't take a prospect. It's too early unless you know they're going to play this year. Well, I freaked out. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to take a picture that I'm going to regret when I can take that guy that I want. So I broke, I broke the seal. There you go. He took Glaber Torres in case anyone was curious. The Yankees shortstop prospect. Who, you know, Nick, I'm really mad at you because according to Major League Baseball's prospect watch, I have prospect number one and number four, and I really, really wanted to get number three. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure somebody already has uh, Yohan Mankata. Yeah, someone does have him. Yeah, so I figured my only shot of getting three was, holy Moses, it's my turn. I think the entire 14th round just flew by in like 10 seconds. Oh, no. Well, now I want to take a prospect just because.
Ahmed Rosario is tempting. Since he took Torres, I'll take the other New York shortstop. Oh, boy. I'm not, I don't want Mike Moustakis. I don't want David Peralta. I, as much as I love him, I don't want Granderson, and I don't want Gardner. Nor do I want Melky Cabrera. Goodness gracious. All right, Nick, you inspired me. Do it. All right, that gives me three of the top five prospects. Now he's probably never going to, you know. Well, who knows? Do you approve of my pick, Nick? I do. He's he's a guy that should be up this year. That's what I was uh, trying to determine before I drafted him, was to see. I don't know offensively if he'll be like a game changer, but obviously he could be. I mean, we already have Dansby Swanson as shortstop, so you're not like hurting there. Yeah, this is true. But you can never, you know, options are always a good thing to have, Nick. That is absolutely true. Because options allow you to, uh, you know, if you can't find value somewhere, trade for it. It's my pick again. Oh, my goodness. Uh, okay. Well, there's still a lot of garbage players available. As much as I hate Melky Cabrera, he's actually not bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about pitching? Oh. It's getting rough up here, Nick. Jorge Soler. <laughs> Man, he has fallen from grace. Yep. I still need a pitcher, and I... Ooh, Jim Johnson. I know that name. It's not terrible. And I do need more relief pitchers. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Where'd he go? Tim... Ah, oh, where did he go? I lost him. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Brandon I... Brandon Marr. Oh. <laughs> that's 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 a shame. Oh no. So here's what happened. I had uh, Jim Johnson selected. And then I was like, ooh, another relief pitcher, Brendan Marr. And then I couldn't find Jim Johnson again <laughs> in the list, and there was two seconds left. Oh, that's, well, whatever. Suppose it, I suppose it could be worse. All right, we're in the 16th round. <clears throat> 
And I am, yeah, I need to start thinking about depth, starting pitching. Hmm. I don't want to take too many prospects too early, you know. But there is a guy here. Oh, this is one of those, like, do I believe that the Reds prospect is going to be good, you know? Oh, I can't take him yet. There's got to be somebody else out here. I feel like I've been way more stressed this year than I was in the past. I feel like I'm doing crazy things, Cam. Are you looking at Nick Senzel? Is that who you're looking no, at? No, not yet. Um, well, what other Reds prospect is there? The guy that we were talking about on our podcast. Oh, the pitcher? Yeah. Oh. But I'm not going to take a more proven guy first. Chen, who I had last year. I've got a keeper for my next pick, uh, Roberto Osuna. Who, guess what? Shockingly, there's no relievers uh, that good left. So, <laughs> Jerks and Profar just got taken. He has eligibility everywhere. Uh, everywhere, yeah. Which is funny. Except for catcher and pitcher. I think we're in the 16th round now, right? No, 17th. 17th. This is my cinder guard round. That's just... See, every time I feel like really good about my keeper, you always have to one-up me. And I have a pick in 18, and then 19 is Rizzo. <laughs> oh, I got, I got lucky. I think at the end of the day, sometimes you just got to get lucky. What goes Crawford? For the, the Phillies shortstop prospect. Mm-hmm. But we do not need shortstops. We're good there. Yeah, this is true. What the? That's weird. The computer uh, like auto places your roster, and it put Ahmed Rosario as my starting shortstop and moved Dansby Swazen to my bench. Mm-hmm. Um. But either way, my bench right now has three prospects on it. Rosario, Devers, and Benintendi. Now, granted, Benintendi's going to start. And so Swanson and Rosario should be up, but Devers is going to be a while. You have more prospects than I do. Well, but they're good because they turn into starting players for me. Like So, uh, Mookie Betts... Uh, Dansby Swanson, Benintendi, Garrett Cole, um, Carlos Martinez, Julio Urias, and I had um, Jose Fernandez as well. So unfortunate. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's proven itself to me that that getting quality prospects, you know, and and for a while I was you know in the bottom half of the league, but it's it's working. My team has gotten better every year, and now I'm going to push hopefully the top five this year. For the first time ever in this league, so. 
I think you have a really good chance of doing that. Do you have a pick in the 18th? I, sh I should, yes. Dansby Swanson is my 19th round pick, which is just fun to say. Dansby. Yes. The great Dansby. All right, I'm up. And I feel like I need... Why is Mike Napoli not on my bench? He's probably in first base spot. No, he's in the utility spot. Ready? Oh, because they put Carlos Beltran in my outfield. That's why. And they moved Benintendi to my bench. Okay. Trying to figure it out. Oh, I'm wasting time. I need to draft someone. I have 56 seconds left. Oh, Jim Johnson's still available. <laughs> so is Nate Jones, and Nate Jones has better. Same innings pitched, less saves, but he's got more strikeouts, a lower ERA, and a lower whip, and a much higher strikeout-to-walk ratio. I like that. I like that a lot better. I'm taking Nate Jones from the White Sox. Thoughts? I can't believe you took a White Sox. That's all I'm going to say. Hey, I also drafted Carlos Santana from the Indians. So clearly... You don't care I am. about the Tigers anymore. No, I care about them very much. I don't have a single one on my team. And I'm trying to be logical about it. And not emotional. Just like giving you a hard time. Yeah, all I need is a Minnesota twin and I'll have someone from every team in the AL Central except for the Tigers. All right, so but unfortunately, Michael Kadire is not available. So my pick is next. And the starting market is pretty barren. Who, Victor Robles. Need to look at the overall board and see who's all there. Marcus Simeon was a guy I took last year that was kind of a filler. Um, he's like the only decent shortstop left, I think. That will actually play. But I don't want to take him right now. Hmm. Cam, Cam, Cam. I don't know, Nick. I wish I could help you, buddy. You're the smart one. Tyler Naquin's available. He's on the best offense in the league. Heavy sarcasm. Oh, did you do it? I did it. You did. He took Amir Garrett. I definitely, I definitely 
know that he is going to pitch this year. So, heck, he could break camp with the Reds. So I want to make sure that I got him. Well, I'm proud of you for sticking to your guns, man. Hopefully I didn't. Even though it was a homer <clears throat> pick, it was still a pitcher. So you're doing good. Hopefully I didn't curse his career by taking him. Uh, that would be, uh, I don't feel like you have that much power, you know? So, uh, what is interesting though, is the, uh, the standings are calculated, I think based on either this year's projection, yeah, on this year's projected stats based on the draft so far. Mm -hmm. And well, it was, it was me and you at three and four, but someone else just drafted and I got bumped down to five, but that's kind of where I expected to be. And obviously it's all projected stats, so it's not true at all, but. Yeah, you got a good team. So do you have a pick in round 19, or you have a, a keeper there? That's Rizzo. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, let me ask that again. Do you have a pick in round 19? Who is it you're keeping? So Him and Bryant. Good Lord. Yeah, and then I've got Schwarber in 23. He's my last one. Something to aim for, Nick. I just want to be like you when I grow up. Well, you're nine months younger than me? No, three months younger than me. Why did I think nine? My gosh. I don't know. Just got pregnancy on the brain? <laughs> I do not. But sometimes I do forget that. I was oh, someone just took Meadows. Oh, I was totally about to draft him. The only problem with Meadows is where is he going to play? The Pirates have a loaded outfield. Joey yeah, Gallo. well, I mean, they were they were shopping uh, McCutcheon. Yeah, there goes my in the off season. All right, so I get to pick. I get to pick the next three rounds. Let's see, round twenty. Prospects. No, this is this is this is my Raphael Devers pick. Prospects are definitely going now. Yeah, so I have I have a keeper this round, and then I have Carlos Martinez in round twenty four, and then Benintendi in twenty three. So I hit twenty one, twenty two, and. 25. That's real solid. But I have four slots left in my... So does that mean there's 26 rounds? I think so. Okay. Sorry, I thought there was 25. I'm really annoyed that Meadows got taken. But there's, you know... There's other goodies to be had. Yes, there are other goodies.
My turn is next. <clears throat> Ozzy Albies. Yep. Um, but again, that's another Atlanta shortstop, so <laughs> I'll stick with the one that's already starting. Mm -hmm. Do you know who has uh, J.P. Crawford? Yeah, he was just drafted a few rounds ago. Oh, was he? Okay. That's all I remember. Hmm. Trying to decide between a couple of Mets pitchers. I go Seth Lugo. Mets, ooh, starting pitcher and reliever. Put him in my relief spot if needed. All right, so of players that are still left that aren't prospects, like I'm no joke, I'm heavily considering Jason Hayward at this point because there's no way he can be that bad. No, I agree. Like he could, he could. Like I feel like that could be a value pick. I totally agree. But I'm also looking at Jordan Zimmerman so I can have a Tiger. Although, God, his ERA is over four. Yeah. Kevin Pilar is still in the league. Ah, starter. I'm thinking of somebody. I'm thinking of uh, Mike Millar from the Red Sox of yesteryear. I mean, Hayward has got to be better. He, he, I know, he can't right? Be worse than he was. He can't be worse. And I'm sorry, in round 21 to get a starting outfielder on the best offense in baseball that has power. Like, I just. Although I could draft someone with my first name, Cam Bedrosian. That is a great name. Bedrosian. Oh, Ro Fernando Rodney's still available. <laughs> now that would be a great. He that's an MVP type of pick right there. That's gonna put you over the top. Yep. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm. Barring something crazy. Uh, Oh, Shinsu Chu, Josh Reddick. That's not, I mean, those aren't bad guys. And I am looking for bench players here. Ryan Madsen's available. Oh, Lucas Duda coming off an injury, it looks like. Or did he just not play a lot? Yeah, he's coming off a pretty bad injury. 
And I don't think he's going to play a lot this year either. Yeah. Greg Holland, I didn't realize that he uh, got shipped to the Rockies. He didn't play at all last year. Tommy John, right? Yep. That's a tough place to rehabilitate your career. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but the balls go in the humidor. It's fine. But he's going to make a few million dollars, no matter how good or bad he does. Mm-hmm. All right, Hayward's available. I'm doing it. And if he if he bounces back, <clears throat> it's going to look real good. 21st round. Thank you. I just don't want my bench to be all prospects, you know? That's not really helpful. No, you got to have a little bit of flexibility. Because it's tough to, when you draft prospects this late, to drop them, you know? Mm-hmm. I do want to land one more prospect, though, just for future-proofing my... Uh... My roster, as they say. I got my eyes on one fella. How you do? I sure do. Well. But knowing this league, he'll be gone before I can draft him. Gonna need a shortstop eventually. I need to remember that because my current shortstop is not gonna be in the major leagues. Who are you looking at? Um Well, I'm looking at And pitchers. Oh, I can't believe I'm going to do this, but I'm going to take another red. <clears throat> oh, I'm dooming them, Cam. <laughs> I think it's adorable that you think your draft picks have anything to do with that. But he can't be any worse than he was last year. And he was bad. Yeah, 7.36 ERA. That's, that's pretty bad. But he's going to start in the major leagues. We'll just have to wait and see how that how that turns out. Uh, I don't want to brag right now, but if the projected stats are correct, I'm finishing third. And you have fallen from grace, sir. You're all the way down in tenth. It's probably because I only have four saves on my entire roster. But it also has Craig at seven, and we all know that's not going to happen. So I feel like you guys are going to be just fine. Do you want to uh, inform the listeners, if anyone is actually still listening, how last season ended for you? Yeah, I made the playoffs as the number one seed. Uh, Yeah, number one seed, and I lost in the first round by one category, I think. It was really close. But just the unfortunate thing about head-to-head, I had one kind of down week, and Craig had a – I, like, killed Craig every single time in the regular season, but one bad week, and yeah, I lost, so I th- I got third overall. 
So that's what happened to me in fantasy football this past season. I had a great regular season. First week of the playoffs, I had four players in single digits and two players that were uh, either zero or negative. Yep, very frustrating. It's the absolute worst. All right, I'm back up, and it looks like the last person took who I was going to take, Lewis Brinson from the Milwaukee uh, Brewers. Yeah. That really makes me upset. Well, fine, I've got another prospect that I'm going to take. And then I've got two slots left for everyday guys. I'm taking Cody Bellinger from the Dodgers. It's a good one. He should be up either this year or next, depending on, you know, injuries and all that stuff. And he's got first base and outfield. So it's not necessarily determined by Adrian Gonzalez um, to get him up. So we'll see. Hey, Cam Bedrosian just got drafted. All right, no more prospects for me, I don't think. No more? No ma. Yeah, I just want to take all prospects, and it's not good. Cameron Maben's still available. Another of my namesake. Um, what am I going to do, Cam? What am I going to do? I don't know. Prospects are sexy, but don't take one. <laughs> Brandon Phillips, he's uh, he's available. Without the giant contract, too. Yo, Nicholas, how many is reds in a row is that? <laughs> All right, I just took Nick Senzel. <clears throat> I had to take him. Oh my god! But yeah, that's worst. I've had too many reds. See, oh Raul Mondesi uh, Jr. just got drafted, Kansas City Royal. Um, you're being too emotional, Nick. But Senzel and you're being you're being too emotional. Senzel and Torres are the only two that aren't going to start the year in the in the majors. So I'm not being too crazy. All right, we have. I have three more guys. I need to get. <clears throat> I need to get a shortstop. Uh, probably another bench guy. And, I mean, I guess another pitcher. Why not? My queue is full up of guys. I just got to figure out which one I want to get. Man, Josh Reddick. He's still there. I know. But I don't know if he'll be there by the time it comes around again. Not if I no, I'll see twenty three, I don't have a pick. Do you have a pick in twenty three? Nope, that's my Schwarber pick. Okay. 
trying to figure out what uh, round I drafted Brendan Moore in. I didn't write it down because I was so panicked. <laughs> it was and, a little bit ago. I think it was around 16. Oh. I'm going to have a terrible shortstop for a little bit because I have waited so long. You should uh, take the Tiger starter, Iglesias. Jose. Where is he? I mean, it, he's way at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> he is projected for two home runs and 29 RBIs this year. Don't uh, don't believe the hype, man. I'm probably going to Joaquin, Joaquin Benoit still in the league. I'm probably going to have to take another red. Don't do it. Zach Cozart. I'm not doing it until the end, though. I know he'll play every day, at least. Well, okay, let's look at the remaining shortstops. As Drupal Cabrera, he's not bad. Um, He's probably not going to play every day, either. LCD's Escobar. Not him. Craig took another starting pitcher, relief pitcher. I'm not even heard of half of his team though. I know, but he'll he'll still end up getting first or second. Andrelton Simmons is still available. If defense was viable at all, that would be kind of nice. Okay, fine. What about Danny Espinosa? He has a killer beard. Click on his name. He does have an amazing beard. He has a terrible batting average though. But he's so. not good at the baseball. Well, let's be fair, Nick. He's in the major leagues. He's very good at baseball. Okay, okay. <laughs> Just relatively speaking, he's not great. You're right. I'm always right. Haven't you figured this out yet? Oh, Brandon Phillips. He's, he's still there, too. Mm. All right. I have a pick in two selections, and I don't know what I'm going to do. I feel like we've done a better job this year of not as much radio silence. To be honest, I don't even remember last year's. I remember. I don't remember what I did two days ago. So. I remember trying to think and make picks, and it was very difficult. Trying to do two things at once. I think I'm either I just don't care as much this year, or I've gotten better. All right, so I'm looking at one more pitcher and one more field player, most likely. Very nice. Oh, just kidding. I didn't have a pick there. That was my. I have two picks coming up. Shinsu Chu is still out there. I mean, I realize that he's coming off an injury, but. Oh, Brandon Phillips <clears throat> just got taken. Josh Reddick is still there. Jeez. Are you going to take him with your I next pick? I think I am, yeah. He can be my insurance in case an outfielder gets hurt or I need to play Schwarber, catcher. 
He's on a new team. Oh, boy. I, I might take this guy just based on his name. Mike Fultinowitz. Fultinowitz. Sure. <laughs> I did not realize that Chris Carter was on the Yankees. Gosh, yeah, his average is abysmal. He's going to hit like 25 home runs in part-time duty just because that park's so small. Is he a lefty? No, I think he's a righty. No, but he's still going to get it to the right field porch. Yeah. Oh, what to do? Mitch Moreland. He's a... He's their starting first baseman, isn't he? For Boston, right? Yeah. Yeah. Another Cameron. Jeez, Cameron Rupp. It's just a cool name to have these guys, I guess. It's a pretty popular name. Carl Edwards Jr. Yep, no thanks. Francisco Cervelli. Pablo Sandoval. God, man, Jason. There's a lot of guys. Alex Gordon. We shall see how this all shakes out, Nick. We shall see. I love Ian Happ as a prospect, but I just have no idea where he's going to play on the Cubs. So it's going to have to be a trade situation. Who is this? He, his name's Ian Happ. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's going to be Zobris replacement, second base slash outfield. Not for a couple years, though, right? No. It says ETA 2018, but that's obviously just a guess. And I'm pretty sure it didn't Zobra sign a pretty big deal. It was for more than one year, but he's also getting older, so it's not like it's a four or five Well, year but thing. They'll, they'll probably bring Hap up before Zobris is gone. You know? Get him some experience. But they also have Javi Baez, so they, they don't have on. enough. They don't have enough positions on the field to fit in all their yeah. good players. It's kind of ridiculous. Well, it's my picks. Twenty fourth round, get or the twenty fifth round. Sorry, we got two picks left, and I'm about to get the starting baseman on the first on the best offense in the American League. So I call that uh, at this point. I'll call that value. Mitch Moreland. Come on down. What? Oh, someone took him before me. You've got to be kidding me. It's not my pick. That's why. You, what the heck? Just, oh, you, I did take you him. You took Mitch Moreland. It gave me an error message on the screen, and I about lost my mind. 
Oh my gosh. You can breathe a sigh of relief. Yeah, I just about got really mad. Talked a big game and, you know, almost got. My turn, eh? Indeed it is. Scott Shebler's there. Take another red, Nick. Do it. Do it. Do it. Or, I'm sorry, is it Chablay? Chablay. Mm-hmm. It is French. It is Shebler. Well, I'm going to have some guys go in the DL so I can always pick up someone later. So I want this is like a valuable keeper round here. So, <clears throat> got to decide. Okay, I'm the choices. What are you thinking? I don't know what I'm thinking, to be honest. <laughs> so it's, someone said Nick Swisher is still out there. <laughs> That's pretty great. Joe Blanton. He's a, he's a a lifer. Well, I'm going to take... <coughs> I'll take Cozart. Seriously, count, count me how many reds you have. One, two, three, four. Um, only four. That's quite a lot. I, I used to have like six Cubs back when I had Solaire. I had Solaire and Zobras last year in addition to Bryant, Rizzo, and Schwarber. I did not realize that Koji Uehara went to the Cubs. Of course he did, because that bullpen needs more talent. Not bitter at all. Well, hey. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm up in two picks. I'm going to take a prospect with my last pick and and own him for his entire career. Now, which one is it going to be? That's a good question. There's some really good ones. They're just a few years away. Yeah, and that's what I'm trying to figure out is if it's worth throwing another one on my team. I've got two in my queue, but I'm not sure what I'm going to do. Which ones? Uh, Eloy Jimenez from the Cubs and Michael Kopech from the White Sox. I would always air on the side of the position player. Why? Because you want Kopech? No. Jimenez <laughs> is number one in my queue, but there's also two other guys that I would take as well. They just, they're more likely to have long, successful careers. Whereas Kopech throws yeah. like 104. It's just a higher risk. Of, uh, yeah, that's Tommy John waiting to happen. Or he could just turn out to be a relief pitcher, which, you know, how valuable is that? 
Well, I mean, I could take Jimenez, or I could take a number one of a number of any one of a number. Gosh, I can't talk. It's been a long podcast. Uh, Addison Reed's out there. That's not terrible. You should take Jimenez. Yeah, I'm going to. I'm just trying to, you know, give the listener the air of illusion that I might not take. Could be a viable trade piece for you. Well, thus concludes my picks. I feel really freaking good about that. You should. You got a good team. I gotta decide. Not, not according to the standings. Too many, uh, too many prospects. <laughs> I gotta decide between Ian Happ, Corey Ray, and Kyle Lewis, and Josh Hader. Those are the four prospects. Josh Hader goes against my pitching. Oh, and he just got taken. Um, Kyle Lewis, Corey Ray, Ian Happ, and who else? Who was the one that just got Hader, taken? Josh Hader. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to take Ian Happ because he's older. He's a lot closer to the major leagues. And the Cubs could trade him very easily. He would be a very hot trade target. Um, so that's who I'm going to take. I like it. I like it a lot. Corey Ray and Kyle well, will not be in the majors this year, so. We'll look at the next well, year. According to uh, the standings, based on projected stats, you're finishing ninth, and I'm finishing tenth. So let's prove those. Let's prove that thing wrong. Yeah, if we go by last year's stats, um, I'm still at ten, and you jump all the way up to eight. <laughs> but I think it's also because we have some prospect-laden teams for you know future success or getting us over the hump this year. If we need to uh, trade for some, you know, bats or pitchers towards the playoffs. The last pick was Clay Buckholtz. Sick nasty. Oh, my. But this also has, uh, well, never mind. I read that wrong. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see how this goes. I'm excited. That's nice to have a team to look at now. Yeah, I'll tell you what category I'm probably not going to win. Still on bases. That's all right, though. It's just one statistic. I have less than 100. We are going to come in at under two hours on this podcast, looks like. Just by a few minutes. Still not going to edit it. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Thankfully, Overcast will take out a lot of that. Good, probably 10 minutes or so, maybe. But We'll see. All right, well, we will be back uh, next Sunday for some real baseball. Oh, my gosh, is that – oh, I forgot it was that soon. I knew it was sneaking up yeah, on me, but, you know. Three, three games next Sunday, so it'll be fun. All right, until then, be good. Bye.